Hello guys, this is me, Oashi, and this is another episode with the Café Pose. If you are wondering how is it possible that the quality is so good, it's because I found a studio. Right now I'm here at the York co-working space in Krakow. So if you are around and you need a co-working space, just go for it because it's amazing. And here we are. Today we're going to talk about online dating. I have two guests here. I have Patricia and Ben. Hi guys. Hello. 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 So maybe it's time for an introduction. Who wants to start? Ben, maybe? Sure. Hello everyone, my name is Ben, I am from Scotland and I've been living in Krakow for about uh, three years now, almost. Hello everyone, my name is Patricia and I'm from Hungary um, and Poland and I have been living here for about six months now, so I, I just came like at the start of the, I don't know which which f- phase of Covid, <laughs> but last October. Yeah. So now uh, it's June, almost, things are opening up and maybe things are going back to normal and maybe dating life going back to normal. So I decided that today we're going to talk about online dating. So guys, what kind of, are you using any sort of online dating apps or not? Yes, I, I, I do use uh, online, like um, an app, an online dating app. I use Tinder. To be to be honest, I've heard about the other ones, but uh, at, uh, yeah, at the moment it's it's just in there. Uh, so right now, I'm actually not on any dating apps, although I have had a experience of maybe four or five, and. I suspect we will discuss exactly why I'm not on any at the present moment. Yeah, maybe we're also going to talk about it. I Sometimes I'm on, on some dating apps, sometimes I'm not. Not so happy about them, so every now and then when I feel bored, I register myself, and then I feel like, oh, I don't really need this, and I delete my profile, and then I get bored again. So for me, it's a bit like this. So I think all of us had like some experiences already using it and not using it and avoiding it and so so what do you think why is it good especially now with this war pandemic why is it good to use dating applications well i think the key word uh, when we use dating applications or indeed any application at all is convenience right It, it is the most convenient way to find someone it's certainly very efficient and during the pandemic it became more so because Obviously, with many of us stuck at home, we could not leave the houses in in many cases. And as such, um, finding uh, a partner, finding you know someone, uh, was uh, the easiest way was to use a dating app, uh, and a certain and you know the most um, the most efficient way also, and also in a lot of cases the only way. So I think that COVID nineteen has been very good for those applications, and I suspect that. Well, we've we've just discussed that everything is opening up once again, and we will find out whether it will go back to normal and people will leave the dating apps, or maybe people have will have gotten too used to the convenience and stay on them en masse. We shall see. Yeah, actually, I, I checked and it did, right? Like, um, since COVID, people are using it, it more, of course, obviously, for obvious uh, reasons. And um, the problem is, yeah, if we are talking about already the, let's say, cons of, of these dating apps, is is that how to go back now to normal, you know? Like, with, with everything else, just like meeting people. I think it's also um, true with the, true for, for dating as well, that right now everything opened up, but we just don't know how to deal with it anymore because it's been it's been for so long we've been in let's say in isolation definitely i agree yeah it's the proximity like it helps to find people it it also like kind of skips that awkwardness or the the part where when you when you don't know if the person is um 
like available, let's say, for 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 is looking for for something romantically or not, then it, then it makes like ba- basically skips this first step of of looking for for someone. So that's let's say a plus, but at the end it can also be like pretty much it can turn to something let's say negative as well. Yeah. I think. But I think during the pandemic, especially when like everybody was in deep lockdown. People said that, oh, you know, like dating is so difficult, but I think people were still like kind of going on dates and like, you know, getting coffees and just walking around in parks and so. But uh, like, I'm not sure that now that you can kind of go on a date, if people would rather go or not, because I think if you just talking with someone, like chatting with someone casually and like you haven't really asked out the person for months then just because some cafes are open, it's not really going to change the situation if you're going to ask out someone or not. But, but mm. if you see them on Tinder. Oh, <laughs> if you see them on Tinder, it's different. But uh, I think lots of people during the pandemic were on these apps just because they were simply bored. I, I was. I Yeah, I was on it because I was just simply bored. And I think uh, now that people have more options to go out to have their own life going, I think they wouldn't be really bothered using application to see people or to go on dates unless again they are getting very bored i i don't don't com- completely ag- agree because it's it's been there for so many years and people were quite happy uh, using uh, the apps like um, let's say for different reasons though but um I think that if if you um, do it for there is this kind of people that do it for I'm I, I'm the same I'm actually doing it either for entertainment either I'm bo- let's say I'm bored so for fun or just to socialize and then I I feel like I did my part in like let's say socializing and and checking what's the situation so probably for that for those for those people it's also not really the best best option let's say but um i i think that that these applications will be there uh, and will be used just as much as we started to like see the negative sides of instagram facebook social media the same way we see the negative sides of tinder but it's go- it's just going to continue and yeah, I, I definitely agree with all of that. I think that it's important to state that in the past five years or so, so actually not uh, very, fairly recently, um, dating apps have been completely normalised. Now, I think I think all of us are old enough to remember a culture when any kind of online dating on the internet, any using any kind of device or electronic means by finding a partner was very much considered to be... Uh, how shall I put this politely? Creepy, right? Yeah. Um, and it's completely the opposite way now. I would almost argue that it's considered creepy to do it the traditional way, in case. I mean, I don't know how often, how either of you ladies would feel about being approached in a bar by someone. But I, but because of dating apps, I feel much, much more anxiety around approaching a woman in a bar uh, in this day and age, because the alternative of the dating app is so much more easy and so much, and there's so much less potential for embarrassment and rejection. And this is why I think that the dating apps are here to stay, at least for the long time, because they bypass that embarrassment. Actually, I, I've read that there is, uh, well, in, in the US, but that there is more men using 
dating apps, which was very surprising for, for me. I, I think I, I have, uh, like, sometimes I, I think about, like, uh, you know, how, how it could feel be, like uh, being a man and going there to, to in a bar and approaching someone and starting this kind of, uh, you know, like, uh, just a normal, t- or, or whether coming up with something like in the movies or just a normal, you know, approach. I think I would be so nervous and I think that, that that this fear of rejection is so valid and I think that maybe actually more men uh, registered for that just to make it easier. To I think there's a problem with this that we'll get onto later is what actually happens is that you compound your rejection because um, on dating apps you can essentially approach many hundreds of people at the same time but that also means you potentially get many hundreds of rejections at the same time because you end up getting very few matches or fewer matches than you would expect. And that can probably lead to as uh, bad a feeling as you would as you would get from that one rejection in the one bar by that one woman, I think. I think uh, just a, a quick uh, reflecting on that, that um, now it's not so awkward if someone meets with their partner on a dating app. I remember that when it started out, it was like a bit awkward. Like, oh, you really met with this girl on Tinder. Like, automatically, it's not something serious. But I have more and more friends who are actually together and they met online. And I think especially now with the, with the COVID, it's changing. But it wouldn't be so weird to admit it that you met with your partner online so how do you feel about this if you would have a partner and the partner like you met on tinder or bumble or hinge or your choice of dating app how would you feel about it because it's always easier to talk about someone else's experiences than if you are in that situation so how would you feel when you find the love of your life and then your child would ask hey like how are you met with mama and you would say i i swipe right I don't know. So how would you feel about that? You know, certainly it's a story that's much more difficult to romanticize than, I don't know, let's say that you um, you you met at a bakery and you reached for the same cream donut or something like this. <laughs> um, and that actually does slightly put me off, I think, um, just because, you know, so many of relationships are the story that you share together. And if the story, if the, the story's beginning is something, oh, you were just bored and you were sitting at home bored and you swiped right just per chance, you know, this is not very compelling as a story. And, you know, I, I, I don't think that it's, you know, illegitimate to say that you, you met on Tinder, that, then that's not the foundation of, the, of a, a, a real relationship. I, I don't, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that it's, it's very difficult to... Um, get people to invest in the story of your relationship if it had such a kind of mediocre beginning. And talking about uh, this common moment that you have when you met with someone the first time, uh, how would you describe, do you think that because of online dating you have less common moment that you can start out? Like Because when you meet with someone in person, usually you have a context of it. You're not maybe you like the same claim donut or maybe you go on the same festival so you already have uh, some sort of context that we have more or less the same interest or there's something that is like common in between us and then if you meet with someone online it's kind of at least i find it kind of difficult to to start a conversation or to build this common point where it would be enough to go out for a meeting. Yeah, definitely. There is like an empty, like, especially if the person doesn't have a description. Basically, 
it goes just like hi how are you <laughs> that's that's the that's usually how people start but um yeah i mean um it's kind of sometimes it's it, it either it works out or not like sometimes it can be very artificial the way people really try to make conversation and it just doesn't either or some people are really good at this like writing and texting so they they manage but um honestly f- for me personally i do struggle with that i prefer um like live personal contact and yeah so so definitely it helps now some people even put stuff like i don't know like some kind of let's start with this or guys now started to really emphasize that women should start the talk like you can also you can also text me in in this kind of way like you know because they also don't enjoy this first moment when they have no idea about this person and they don't know what to what to write but if i i think if if the this profile is catchy for you and you like the person let's say based on that very small like little piece of information and the, the picture then if uh, hi how are you is is enough to start some kind of talk so sure i agree with that and that hi how are you um will i think will only work about two percent of the time so if it works then you know that you're onto a winner right <laughs> but i think that um there's a lot of pressure I think specifically for men, and we'll talk about, I'm sure we'll talk about the differences between men and women on dating us, but specifically for heterosexual men, I think there's a lot of pressure to be as interesting as possible. You have to stand out from a crowd of potentially thousands. And this is very difficult, and and high horror you is not going to cut it, and also what's not going to cut it unless you're just, you know, incredibly model handsome. <laughs> and as far as the listeners know, I am incredibly model handsome. Um but regardless, um, you have to write a profile that's very eye-catching. And often when I, I've written my profiles before, I can, I'm reading it back and I'm thinking, well, all these things are true, but I just sound like the most boring person on earth. Why is this? And I suspect it's probably because, for two reasons. First of all, there's a limited amount of space. But second of all, can you really fit your entire personality into, into this thing? Uh, you know, can you... you it's so hard to get across, perhaps, like the the tenor of your voice, the your sense of humor. All you really have to say is like a list of your interests and uh, a bit about yourself. I often put my languages in as well, and which is another point. We all live in in Poland, and I don't think any of us are native Polish speakers. I I am considered. I think yeah. Okay. I'm more dominant in Hungarian, but I'm considered. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Well, perhaps for Orsi and myself. Um we have to make the decision whether to write it in Polish or English. And the thing is, if I choose to write it in Polish, which I have done before, my limited ability in Polish is constrained. It constrains me, you know. And I think that in Polish, my Polish is fairly intermediate, and I sound, I can fe- I sound very boring in Polish because my vocabulary is completely <laughs> lacking, right? Uh, you know, and, and that's also a problem. But if I use English, I might sound too kind of highfalutin, too complicated, and that can put people off too, right? You have to be very careful about how you do it. I have a funny story about this. Once I went on a date, I was talking with a guy, we were talking in English, and we met and turned out that he's not speaking English at all. 
basically he tried this good old trick of oh I can't hear you properly you know like you can you just can't really understand me and then I realized that I it's sort of I got catfished <laughs> so at after like 10-15 minutes I left I'm not sure if he understand that I'm leaving I'm leaving now so I think it's it can be also difficult like what you put on your profile and it can be also like an indicator of how what kind of person you are if you have just or at least this is how I think if you have just photos and you are very good looking and you are not really making anything on your profile either you're not speaking English and you're trying to cover it up with your nice photos <laughs> or you think that your nice photos gonna make the cut honestly I don't have anything written in the description and you speak so many languages you know? <laughs> but, but it's, it's just because uh, for me this Tinder uh, let's say started uh, in a way I was I was living in Spain and in Spain you don't need tinder like usually usually people are very like outgoing easygoing they start to talk to you even in the shop you don't you don't have this kind of like um, distance or or like uh, shyness and awkwardness and it was pre pre covid and then when I set it up I I just simply in those uh, in those characters I, I felt like well, I could start like r- putting these emojis or like writing something about it, but I just An don't eggplant. want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's not because I think like um, because I've read about uh, some people say like uh, there is there is theory behind this like you should put as many I don't know like you should not put a picture with other people together on the first picture because then they will they will uh, you know there is research about this they will swipe swipe immediately um let's say left so um for for me i i even f- from some some guys i i got like a comment on it like wh- why don't you write any description you know but on the other hand uh, it does tell you a lot about your approach and my approach to tinder to be honest is not serious i mean um i i think i i i don't really believe in in it, which is kind of sad because I'm still trying. But um, but also I'm one of those who does it for entertainment or just to pass time, you know. And and that is that is some something that is really wrong with this thing because many people do that, and then it just gives like this kind of dynamics. Sure, it's very interesting because I have also lived in Spain and the whole and that living in Spain actually made me go on Tinder. (laughs) Um, It would be difficult to talk about the differences between countries and in countries, but regardless, it's very interesting that you brought up the purpose of using a dating app because I tend to use them fairly seriously. I want to find someone on it. Um, I'm I'm not necessarily got any expectations about the length of time that I would spend with this person, but I want to find someone romantically. And I think that perhaps... uh, if I was to match with someone like you, that the the cross purpose wouldn't be immediately obvious, and one person would get their hopes up and potentially get hurt, and there's no way to sort of um, there's no way around that problem, right? Yeah, my, my I think uh, personally because I'm not not that let's say I'm millennial. I think I belong to millennials. Yeah, um, but the the next generation definitely for them this is so normal and so they feel so comfortable with living in in like uh, this kind of virtual world but for me even using social media is not my thing so that is where this comes from and then this like the reason i'm actually using it from time time to time same way as as you or she like 
sometimes I, I, I get annoyed, I, I switch it off. It switches on itself, by the way, just that you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so basically, basically, I'm not that kind of person who would be really active in, in on Facebook, on Instagram. So for me, taking this application seriously is still difficult. I'm, I'm getting like, it's, I'm understanding more and I hear so many uh, stories, just like you said, that people found each other. But it's hard, hard for me to, for example, hard for me to imagine that someone would get hurt by, at this level of, at this level of uh, meeting someone or knowing someone. I think this is, it's very interesting that you said that because I think this is a, a big turning point. Some people who are not really taking it seriously, let's say, they wouldn't say that you can get affected by it, right? But then if you are looking for someone and you really want to connect with someone and then you got ghosted and, and people are not answering back, it can be painful. Yes, yes. And um, like you said that, um, like kind of when you are using an, an, a dating app, you take your, like, I'm going to do my fair share of socializing with people. I think it, it's already like another sort of problem for me at least that uh, I think some people who really want to find someone desperately but can't approach people in like in real life I think it can create this illusion that they are trying just because I'm checking some some girls or some guys online and maybe if I have a match I'm going to text them but I'm never going to invite them I'm never going to say to, to let's go on a date or something so I think you just tick the box like social life or, or yes, romantic life tick. done it's done yeah I, I I tend to do that for example yeah. Yeah. because I also had a, a similar experience uh, with someone who decided to to text me out of nowhere and uh, I, I didn't see any purpose of it or I didn't really feel like he would really would be engaged in this I felt like, okay, it's time for me to get a girlfriend. I don't want to go out. I don't want to meet with people. So I'm going to write to someone. And if someone asks me, hey, so how it's going with girls? I can say, yeah, I'm trying. But like you're not really trying. You're just sitting at home and maybe checking some photos. But in the same time, I think if you are involved and if you are really like putting effort in it and you know put your profile and photos and description it can be very just like any other social media thing it can be very you know affecting you in a way in a bad way or it, it can be even um, you know a bit addictive because it's always so nice when you see that you match with someone or like you have so many options or at least you feel like you have so many options so i think it just really depends on on how how people like approach it for you because you're a femme fatale, maybe, you feel like, oh, it's fine, I can just, you know, check out guys. But maybe if you, you know, like, you reject someone at the same time, maybe for that person it's like, oh, it's another one, you know? But, you know, it's like uh, circles, like, it comes, it, it like, because I have been ghosted too, like, mm -hmm. of course, it's really not a nice feeling, but I didn't get hurt. I, I mean... It's like kind of kind of ghosting is the worst because you you don't you just mm. don't don't know what is what is really behind that what what's the reason and but I I think um, I would say that that um, people just learn to be on, on on these dating apps and that's why maybe you also quit it like you learn to be this kind of like. Uh, take it really slowly and wait until it's it, it, it goes to a face-to-face -face meeting at least for me like until it's it's not there is no face-to-face -face meeting 
for me it's very hard to to be be engaged in any sense with oh sure but um and i do agree with that i wouldn't take it so seriously until it got to a face-to-face meeting but i think that because of the way you've met um even if you do um, go all the way to a face-to-face date and maybe even to a relationship, I have a strong suspicion that because you met on an, an app and, and these apps are, the people in these apps feel disposable, something about the relationship might feel disposable all the way into the future, right? So you, um, let's say, uh, you, one per- person A meets person B on a date and um, person A isn't feeling it, person B might be feeling that a bit too much. Maybe person A might feel that because it was on Tinder and Tinder's not serious, that they can just ghost person B. It's on Tinder, it doesn't matter. But the fact is that maybe person B really built up that meeting and they really put a lot of effort into their profile, they put a lot of effort into, into the date and so forth. Um, and they might, they, they might sort of, then they would react to that ghosting in very different ways. And I would wonder that if person A and B had met in a bar or at a festival or at a bowling alley no idea the bakery because they met in the real life space I, maybe person a might feel that they owe person be a little bit more than a mere uh, ghosting maybe yeah. even a text or something like that you know have you ever been ghosted sure thousands of times and how the, because i think it's also different for girls and boys and like how how are you felt about it uh, it depends on how long i've been talking to the person if it was um, a long conversation and I, I would feel a little bit cheated, I guess. I, I, I understand that for women it can be quite frightening to, to reject a man, and that is entirely men's fault for that. Um, so I can understand the reason for it, but I, I still do feel slightly disrespected if you just... It, not you. If one person just stops speaking to me out of the blue. Now, of course, there could be a multitude of reasons for this, for this, but nonetheless, it, it feels, I don't know, it makes me feel like trash, kind of. It's thrown away, you know? Especially if we had met in real life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know, I always had this kind of theory that uh, men started ghosting. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't know that because we, on, from women's side, at least in my community, let's say, my, my friends, um we always just you know we are either shocked or surprised or we just you know like demand that one sentence saying like look i i don't want to meet you anymore or whatever in whatever way and we always believe that that it's that it's harder for men to do that and then just maybe women started taking it over well we will never know but it in any case it's not nice from any from any side so I have a strong feeling that both are equally to blame for ghosting. And incidentally, I had a, had a thought recently. When I was a teenager, let's say, when I, between the, yeah, when I was a teenager, um, and um, text phones were still relatively new, it was considered like the height of rudeness and the height of cowardice also to break up with someone by text. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had to go, you had to meet in a pub, you had to meet in a place and you had to look in their eye and tell them, I'm sorry, it's over. Nowadays, I think that breaking up by someone by text is actually considered quite chivalrous. Like at least, at least you send the person a text that hey, like I'm out. Yeah. But I think now the worst is when you just get straight up ghosted. Mm. Like you have to figure it out by yourself. Like what happened? Why? Why is it happening? And um, 
I think it's never nice. I wouldn't say that it's usually girls who are getting ghosted. I think it's just that we are using yeah, the other <laughs> side of, of it, you know. But I, I, I believe that also girls are doing it. Especially if they, they maybe they found with they matched with someone else and they prefer that person. Well, know. the other day I was, I had, I don't know which day, ra- rainy day, of course. I was uh, checking uh, on a Sunday. Usually, I think y- again, if you check like uh, numbers, probably it's the most popular time to like sun- Sunday afternoon. I was checking it and I had a match, and and the guy wrote to me like right after the match. So I started to have a let's say kind of conversation. And then suddenly, I don't know, like, uh, he just stopped writing. And, uh, you know, I was thinking that probably he was sitting there and just like, uh, like and, and he never texted again. Uh, we didn't, we maybe talked like uh, 15 minutes, not even much. And he unmatched me a bit later, of course, not the same, not the same day, not the same time. But then I was wondering, like, man, um, you were just, you know, like he was probably checking everyone and had a few matches and then started to talk to someone and then kind of like st- threw me in the trash, you know, like, okay, this one no, so I unmatch her. And this is, again, um, like you don't get hurt, but you feel like, oh, wow, that's pretty much the, the one of the issues with this app that, that you have, you have this kind of feeling that Oh, I have this one. I have this match, and I, and it's everyone is like uh, very easy. Like it's like instant meeting some someone. And I agree with you when when you said um, that um, if a relationship starts with this kind of like they met on Tinder, it can be I think uh, quite uh, problematic later that this kind of feeling of of. Uh, I know what is out there and I uh, like being feeling this kind of like uh, overwhelmed with with the availability of people in such a short way, let's say. Indeed, it's, I think it's called the illusion of infinite choice. Uh, you, you, um, you can swipe through that potentially thousands of people every day and you would always think that maybe there's someone better. So many people on these apps. If you were just meeting in bars, there's just the number of people in the bar, and maybe you might only be attracted to two or three of those people anyway, and they might not even like you, so your options are limited. And maybe that's potentially a better thing, really, because you'd never be thinking about the other people in the bar. All right, we're going to go on a quick break. We are skipping music breaks from now on, guys. Maybe you already noticed it, that I'm not playing music anymore, so we're not going to have a musical break. We're going to go on a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about this side of online dating, the ego boosting and the infinite choices. So do not turn off your computer, please. Thank you. back with Patricia and Ben. We are still talking about online dating at this episode of the Cafe Post. If you like this episode, then you should go and check out the previous episode. I almost have a whole year of amount of 
episodes done so you have a lot to catch up but first thing first finish this episode with us so we were talking about online dating and um, these infinite choices and the ego boosting because i think when you are using any sort of like online dating app you sort of have some sort of you know dopamine thing going on for you when you see that you have a match and like or like when for example i used bumble and you know it gives you like little not- notification that oh someone wants to meet with you or something and you opening it up and then maybe you are not uh, writing to these people but it still feels nice that oh like maybe i look good maybe my profile is cool or something how about what do you think about this well I would go as so far to say as I think that validation and ego boosting is now the main purpose of dating apps and it's not actually dating. And what I mean by this is that um well first of all the company the, the apps want you to stay on the app. They don't want you to meet someone. They don't want you to delete the app. They need your eyes on those adverts that they're selling or they want you to pay for the app to get the extra benefits and so forth. So they want you to stay on the app first of all. And how they can get you to stay on the app is that the app can be a guaranteed source of validation. You can put your profile up and you can swipe through and get some matches back and this will give you that dopamine hit. And it's potentially a dopamine hit that you might not get every day with your partner. You know, pe- real people have real problems. The app will always be there to give you that sense of potential and that sense of um well again, validation. And really I think that that kind of validation is is much better much easier to monetize than love which has an endpoint you know or or attraction which has some kind of endpoint and yeah therefore i think really this is the main this is really truly the main purpose of dating apps now and it's why i'm why currently i'm not on any because the flip side to the ego boosting is the ego pummeling right so i could, i've decide to maybe re-download an app and then put, do all the stuff with the profile and so forth spend all this time writing it finding the pictures and so forth but then there's no matches that come and nothing happens for a long time and you're swiping and you're swiping and you're swiping and there's nothing there and you start to think wait maybe I'm disgusting maybe I'm just this horrible horrible slobbering beast no one would ever want to be with me and I'm in, and 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 uh, maybe I don't actually deserve to be with anyone and these thoughts go on and on and on and it's like you, you and you just think oh, maybe i'm actually just a worthless human being this is complete catastrophizing obviously and it's a lack of perspective but it's the kind of road that, that these apps can lead you down and i think i've gone down that road not too far but far enough that i felt scared of myself before and as such i for an extended period maybe about 7 months i haven't used any of these apps because i don't need to feel shit every day i can and if the source of me feeling shit is these apps then why do i have them all right so yeah that's my point i mean i, I doubtlessly i will go on them again and try to use them again maybe with a better attitude but not for not for now not for a little while yet i think uh, because you said that you don't think that people would get like really involved in this emotionally or so i think it really depends on how thick is your skin because uh, this is the same also with Instagram. Oh, your approach, sorry. Yeah. The, yeah. Like because it's the same thing with Instagram, with TikTok, with Facebook, with any any sort of like social media thing that uh, like yeah, it can give you some little joy or like you can get like addicted to it because it gives you like some bright moments, but then if if it's not doing that trick, 
and you can go down very deep on things like for me uh, it's instagram i don't i unfollow lots of people on instagram if i see that their content is really triggering me i don't i don't have to to see this i don't have to check these ads so I ju- i'm just not interested uh, and for me this is the same also with dating apps as soon as i feel like the urge that i i would like to check it or why i don't have enough matches or if like why they are not texting me or something that usually the the time to delete it like i had enough fun <laughs> let's let's leave it now because i'm i'm getting a bit uh, caught up in this and um i think i i haven't really heard about it though but i have an ima- like i imagine that probably guys have a harder time on online dating apps it's usually the girls who are getting more matches and you know because some guys are going just swiping like everybody that is a girl i've just read about this yes they have a harder harder time because there is i mean the 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 study that i've read was in the was made in about the us specifically and there it's more men who registers and then it's just kind of uh, you know they have to really like as you said we don't have this struggle i mean at least I, I never really tried so hard on that that app. Like, um, but again, approach. So what 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 you want? What you really want there? But um, but men really need to stand out, have like a funny or cool profile, or uh, have a good text. So they they definitely struggle more. And rejection is always painful. Rejection is also painful when you meet someone in real life. And they say like, oh, sorry, I'm not interested or something. But I think what is different is that when you're an online dating, maybe when you go to a pub and you get rejected, you're not really thinking about it because, you know, you get another beer, you just go on with your friends. But when you you have high hopes on the dating apps and then you get rejected, the thing is that usually you are sitting at home alone and then I you just take it more difficult because you don't have like oh i'm just gonna do something else now or something you just sit there you see that you don't really have matches people are not really liking your profile and it's not maybe it can be a bit difficult to 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 make a difference between when you get rejected in real life it doesn't really matter if you go to a festival and the girl says i'm not interested it's Mm. all right you know when you already start to talk with someone you have a profile you put yourself out there and then it's just not working out i think it can be a bit um, a different feeling maybe and i think something to bear in mind is that um the scale of the dating app is much larger than uh than the approach at the bar maybe like if you're some kind of pickup artist maybe you'd approach like 20 women in a bar i've never done that i've never seen the appeal of that but on a dating app, you're essentially approaching hundreds of people at the same time. And if those are all rejections, that rejection is compounded, right? And it feels a lot more. Um, even though you might not take it so ser- you might not take it so seriously, or you, maybe you should not take it so seriously, it certainly feels that way in the moment, like a hundred rejections. Well, they talk about, actually, they talk about well, well-being and, let's say, like the psychological effects of uh, online dating and, and so on. And it's definitely, definitely this, what, what you guys mentioned, that that uh, there is this kind of rejection mindset and that you feel like, uh, 
you can feeling anxious you can feel anxious sad or you you can feel like uh, frustrated or you start to feel like uh, oh I, I I don't care anymore I I don't want to do this anymore I hate dating and then kind of like uh, this fatigue effect of, of dating and you just delete it so that's that's uh, I, I did feel that at some point because it was not successful my 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 Again, maybe thanks to my approach, but you never, you know, m maybe other factors. But, but my uh, online dating like trials only with with Tinder, to be honest, were not not successful. So, and I did have that moment when when I was like, okay, I'm just uh, deleting this, and um, and that makes you feel like like for me the 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 most like. Um, or let's say the the negative uh, feeling was more like I'm done with dating in general. So I, I just take a break and it's fine. I think we are more or less the same age, maybe plus minus one, two, three, five. I don't know. <laughs> but how old are you, if I can ask you? Thirty-two. Oh, okay. So yeah, we are more or less in the same same age group, um, and I suppose we are also in the same uh, status. Not having partners do you think that uh, if you are failing on a dating app can it make this feeling more strong that uh, you are incapable of finding someone it certainly feels like that in the moment yeah i mean i mean um, it's catastrophizing and i think that catastrophizing is um I think a particular problem with our generation, maybe because of um, certain historical events, the previous crash and so forth, 9-11 as well, and also the most recently the pandemic, we always think the world is ending. However, uh, when, uh, Orsha, you painted the picture of being rejected uh, on a dating app and what you are is alone in your home, sitting on the couch, and that guy or girl has just unmatched you without, without a word. And you are alone in that moment, and your loneliness is um, just ma is just you know increased tenfold at that point. And you, it does feel like maybe at that point, oh, I'll never find anyone. And you, I guess, you have a choice: um, how long are you going to allow that feeling to continue, and what is the source of that feeling? I think the the biggest issue is is that. Um, I mean, even if, if you might feel like, um, let's say, I, I did not, like, for example, when, when in this case I told you, like, um, on Sunday this guy unmatched me, I did not feel, feel like, oh, my God, I'm never going to find anyone. I just was like, well, okay, another, another <laughs> weird guy. But also um, I did have, like, a life situation where I saw someone, um, like, you know, a classic situation in a coffee place. The guy was sitting there and... Um, he actually like was looking at me, but I was so not not able to cope with this situation anymore because of the pandemic, because of the online dating experience, because of whatever. I, I felt so shy and so like um, you know just just like a basic flirting situation, and I was totally blocked. And that's that's mostly um, like. Um, 
I think the biggest issue is 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 uh, the impact of this this online dating in a sense that it's not normal anymore to approach someone live and go there and and or flirt or no one is looking anymore at each other because yeah as they say you know like everyone's looking on the phone but it's it's fact like yeah I, I agree so much. I think that um, what online dating has done, one of the, the worst impacts that it's had is it's made dating life inorganic. You can never have these m- sort of unplanned moments of like serendipity anymore. In fact, that people would mu- far, far rather have it completely planned out for them by some kind of application. In fact, these moments have been completely privatised in a way by, uh, by these businesses. And well, what's the consequence of this going to be? Is it the consequence is that, you know, y- you have no longer any moments for yourself anymore as a couple? And I think this goes back to the story that uh, I was talking about at the very start, which is that um, one of the great things about romantic stories is that they feel organic and they feel like like these moments can just sort of happen and it gives the life this kind of this sort of taste, this sort of uh, taste of the unknown and the unexpected, and it, it makes life worthwhile. But there's nothing unexpected about Tinder. Everything is everything goes according to sort of two or three ways, right? It's talking about these uh, big romantic moments from movies, it's also interesting to see that maybe when we were teenagers, like at least this is what what my friends and parents and, and family and, and everybody told me that whatever happens in a movie, like this is not how a romantic date looks like. Like no one going to run after you in the pouring rain and playing your favorite song and so. Oh really? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want me to do that for you? <laughs> but uh, in the same same way I wasn't told this. <laughs> <laughs> my parents were not so fluffy then I guess I don't know. But uh, in the same time what I'm really missing out of, of, of this Tinder thing that, okay, I know romantic movies and Disney movies are not real. Everybody can agree on that. But there is nothing romantic on meeting with someone on Tinder. You know, like maybe the first date can be nice, nice. And if you say nice, not romantic, not too much, not creepy, not flat, but nice. N- nice is a synonym for boring. But you know, you know, like going back to just just one one more thought about uh, uh, ghosting, like um, the 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 logic behind is the fact that you go there, you create a profile. I didn't even make such a. I mean, I put like three pictures, no description. I make the profile. I go there, spend like a few hours, you know, like uh, checking out. Then maybe if not the same day, the next day you get the matches then you like it's so like uh, fast that even breaking it up uh, it goes like the same same way and what what millennials and then i'm not even talking about the next generation that is coming i don't even want to think about that because if we struggle you know like putting effort into stuff but not only dating it's true for many many other aspects of life um then and 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 but but on the other hand we do expect the romantic story and the 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 like you know something uh, from guy's side something challenging something interesting um we do expect that that romantic thing Mm, but yeah well basically how can you expect that if your efforts put in that thing is not nothing i mean something but 
close to nothing. I mean, not not that much to to take some pictures where you look fairly good. All right. <laughs> you look friendly. <laughs> I would like to to connect this dots. That Ben said that uh, this like in the date or like Bumble date goes on by a plan. You match, you talk, you go on a date, and then how you said like you put your profile, you take your photos, you swipe to some like this is exactly the plan. It just I find it interesting that it goes around as well. Like yeah, a Tinder date or a Bumble date goes by a plan. I put my pictures, maybe I write some things about myself, trying to be funny or trying to to show some bits of my personality then we go on a date then we see if it's nice or not nice maybe talking maybe ghosting each other but if you would meet with someone in a bar in a pub someone would just approach you would it i think that's something that i really miss from this online dating that that is not going by a plan and maybe that's why it's so scary when someone approaches you out of nowhere because it's it's not on a plan you can't really rely on that that yeah i'm here i have some makeup on i look fairly good so someone going to approach me it's usually not the moment when you feel yes. like great about yourself <laughs> it's a moment i actually when this happened this last week i was just coming out of the gym you know i really needed a coffee i was just like trying to focus on on the task to go there as, as the co- coffee so it's not the usually for for me at least it's not like in I don't know, I think in, in, in France, in almost all the episodes, when they ask out someone, it's so easy. It's like... Uh, How are you doing, huh? Well, not for gender, <laughs> maybe. But um. in the same time, mm, when you're approaching people, like when you're approaching people also on Tinder, because you kind of approach them, let's say, and um, it's is it always uh, good to, to try to approach people? Or how would you... I'm going to start this over. What would you say? How is a good profile? What would be a good profile that you think? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna reach this. I'm gonna write this person. I'm gonna text the hell out of this person. <laughs> I so, don't know. Um, all I require from my my potential matches is one thing, and that is an indication of the question they would like to be asked. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what I mean by that is, um, is just I, I want some ba- very basic information either in the in the photographs or the uh, profile itself, and out of that I want to be able to construct some kind of question. That's all, and it could be anything like uh, you know it could be um, you know uh, just some story from your from your life, some some hobby that you have. I want all I want to do is be able to have the first line come into my head, and that's it. Obviously, I have to match with you first, and you know I have. And in that case, I have to be, I guess, attracted to you. I have to like, think that the profile is interesting. But that's what I'm looking for as a man. I just want, I just want to find the right question to ask the person. Well, after this, because I just <laughs> said it like maybe four times already that I have no, <laughs> no description at all. Which is, I, I do agree that it's not cool, um, but. As I said, it was showing my approach to towards them because probably if like a normal guy who is looking for something serious sees a profile like this, he's like, well, there's not much information. She, I don't know, probably it tells something like, um, and I think that there are so many different kinds of descriptions for guys which are 
very very funny sometimes some guys are very very frustrated and saying like if you if you match if you match me and you're not answering me just don't match me unmatch me and like super angry even already in oh. the description that's definitely a, an example of a bad profile like that's not that's not how you yeah, do it this, like this sort of just give me a break sort of profiles if you you know girls i'm ready for commitment if you are not like yeah no. angry like why are you angry at me? You don't even know me. Like. Well, this gets onto another topic, which I think is that is male aggression on dating apps, right? And uh, I want to go back to the thing we, we discussed about how who has it harder on dating apps, men or women. I think that they ha- both have it equally hard, but for completely different reasons. For men, it, it's kind of like screaming into the void and pure frustration and uh, and compounded by constant rejection. I think for women, it's potentially dangerous, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, but for us, it's it can also be. I mean, I mean, why is it always like for us dating is always tricky as well. So we don't we don't like, you know, like uh, changed a lot. First of all, secondly, we can feel also frustrated with guys that ghost us or they have no idea what they want or like uh, because there is this kind of like. Uh, uh, ONS and FWB g- type of guys on Tinder, which is quite clear, you know, like they even tag, mm, this is what I want, this is what I'm looking for. Fair enough. Yeah, but not everybody, not everybody is tagging that. Yeah, you know, and I think this is maybe what you you meant by dangerous when yeah. you. It happened. It happened with me a couple of times that I'm just on this dating app. I'm talking with a guy like maybe five minutes. Not even just really at the beginning of the conversation. Hi, how are you? I'm coming from here, coming from that. Nothing extended. Would you like to? Th- would you like to do some sexting? Hmm. It's like the, why? And and this is the other thing. For example, with the deep lockdown. Oh, we can go to to take a walk in a park. Well, I don't want to take a walk in a in an empty park at night with a random guy. I'm very sorry. I really believe that you are great and amazing, but it just. You know, or this sort of, you know, first date, you can come up to my place. Yeah, it, uh, I don't really want that. And I think in this case, maybe this is also the part of this, a bit of this male aggression on, on dating apps, as you, as you said it, that uh, some guys are not so nice. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And we are not even touching the topic of sending dick pics out of nowhere yeah. to someone or getting angry because I invited you for a date but now you don't want to come up to my place and um, like for example I I had a date where the guy was constantly like trying to touch me and I told him to to don't touch me I don't like if people are touching me and he just said oh you have to get used to it Mm. no I don't have to get used to it but in that moment it was just uncomfortable and uh, and I think what can be a bit tricky with dating apps as well that you don't really know that if you pull a, if you draw a card, like what kind of card it's going to be? Is it going to be a nice one or is it going to be just creepy? Yeah, but there are some profiles that even tell you immediately, like guys with no, like not sure, not even showing the face, just the body, oh, you know, without any. <laughs> yeah, but they talk about um, definitely like um, the the issues with with like non non consensual like sex or or this kind of uh, behavior or even for for yeah security issues and and I think that um, these dating apps are trying to do something against it but um, well like, definitely like what you can you can report the person but it doesn't mean that the person's profile going to be taken down or something you know and. Um, 
I think it's also unfair that, for example, a girl going to profiles and get some sort of this sort of profiles that just harassing her. So maybe the next time when she's gonna go across a nice profile, like maybe she won't be really into it because already had like some bad experiences and it's very different how a guy has a bad experience on, on a dating app and how a girl can have a bad experience on dating apps. I'm pretty sure there is women who harass men. <laughs> oh, there are, but... No, but uh, th- but I, I I totally agree. Yes, yeah. that's all right. Uh, we are slowly. This podcast is slowly coming to an end. Do you have any interesting experiences that you would like to share? Maybe dating online dating experiences. Oh, I'm afraid all mine are very very boring. Uh, however, I I think this will be the worst one. I think, and. I think it's demonstrative of how boring my dating life is, which is all that happened was, um, you know, uh, she we matched together, we went on a date, and I paid for everything, and I thought, that's fine, I can pay for everything, I can afford it. And then as soon as the date was over, she ghosted me, just gone. So uh, it was a free meal, basically, for her. And that made me feel pretty bad, I would say. But perspective, it's over now, and I'm, and, you know, it's fine now, but it does make you cautious. It does make you very cautious in that regard. I think maybe that's why guys stopped uh, paying for us. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> women ruined this too. But you know, because of of like the ex- like say the, the expectations, I I feel that I'm uncomfortable if if a guy on a Tinder pays. date first date. Yeah, that's I prefer to I pay for my own food and you pay for your own yeah. food and maybe later on if I see that you you're not going to to kidnap me then we can we can do something else but in this I, I don't like when people are inviting me I think it's especially because of this this one experience I had that the guy invited me for for dinner and then I just felt the pressure that I have to invite him back and I didn't want to see him again, but I, I wanted to be nice because he invited me. So I, I at least a meal would be nice to, to give back. And he was so passive-aggressive and so mean that uh, it's also like he sort of tried to, to rub it under my nose that, oh, but I invited you for, for the dinner. Yeah, but it doesn't really change the situation that you were a prick. So, mm, yeah, I think maybe for online dating, Everybody should pay for their own things. If you go for a date, a dinner date, you pay and eat what you want and not not mixing these things up, who's paying what. So at least this is how I think. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, if, if it's an unknown person you just met, uh, usually... But for it's tr- I mean for some women it's actually a requirement towards a man to to pay for yeah. them. So I understand like if you have this situation. It it uh, I don't know. I, I mean once you know someone and you're dating, it can come naturally. And uh, the guy invites, then you invite. I'm more like yeah. like it can like the dynamic can that. can change. But first dates are, are already awkward enough. I think even without investing too much things in there maybe i don't know what what do i know about dating i don't have a boyfriend (laughs) 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 all right guys um any final thoughts Hmm. it's hard this maybe this thought comes from my teenage years 
or is is from my teenage brain rather. And uh, as a teenager, I was very moody, very grumpy. I listened to a lot of punk music, and so this thought is is said with that with that in mind, right? I I once wrote something on a dating app that was very ill advised. I said that um, we should both delete this app together because dating apps make uh, women hate men and men hate themselves. <laughs> Therefore, you should uh, they should de- we should delete this app together and go on an adventure or something like that. And I think that 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 thought was very cynical and you know very kind of emo. However, I think there is some truth to it. Yeah, I would say that too. All right, if no, but if you would no like final to thoughts. I just yeah, take care everyone with these <laughs> <laughs> with these uh, like uh, people out there and uh, good luck with uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, and and don't hate men. That's not not the solution. <laughs> don't don't be a femi feminazi, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening us. I hope that you listening us at the moment, or maybe next week, or when it's going to be out. So thanks for listening us, and thanks guys for joining me. Today. You're very welcome. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you. Thank you. And see you guys in the next episode. That I don't know what it's going to be about, so it's going to be a surprise. Anyhow, please follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, on Mixcloud, maybe even on Spotify. Let me influence you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.